Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to the She's Wise podcast with professional life coach Daquana Wise. You'll be inspired, encouraged, challenged, and motivated to be the best version of yourself to live out your purpose. Get ready to hear the best topics with amazing guests every Thursday. Subscribe to the She's Wise podcast on YouTube. Let's grow together. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of She's Wise Podcast, where I'm your life coach, your host, life coach, Daquana Wise. Today's show for me is, um, my heart is very heavy. My heart is also happy. It's, it's these mixed emotions, but we're, the title is I Can't Breathe. And this is in honor of George Floyd, um, who passed on due to police brutality, another black life that was lost due to mistreatment by the police. And I had to do a show on this. It was only right as necessary. It's needed as a black woman whom has experienced racism herself and some capacity to watch someone transition, to watch a life leave here in such a manner. And no one cared, you know, as far as the other police officers that stood around and watched and did nothing was heartbreaking. I cried all like for a week straight. I couldn't sleep. My spirit was just troubled. And I wanted to have a conversation at some point. And so today is the day myself, along with life coach Caleb Curl, I'm going live right now on my Instagram. We're going to have this dialogue. We're going to have a conversation about police brutality, about being oppressed, um, the systemic oppression that has been going on for over 400 years or 400 years now. We're going to also talk about inequality and how we're treated differently because of the color of our skin. I cannot believe we're still talking about racism in 2020, but we are. But I truly believe that this year is a year of vision. I truly believe that this is a year that God has opened our eyes to see this is what you guys have been coming together for a long time ago. You know, we had MLK, we had Malcolm X, we had those um, leaders and those influences back then. And we had them marching for us, but then somewhere along the line, it kind of stopped, you know, no one was really getting that this is still happening. And so it's taken to see the police brutality come to this extent to where we watched a man lose his life through video um, as an officer had his knee in his neck for nine minutes, never cared to get off of him, never cared to say, wait, I am killing this man never moved. And so I think that was so demonic. I think when everybody watched that and saw that it was enough is enough. And listen, anybody that's white, that's watching right now, that's listening right now, we're not saying all white people are bad. That's not what we're saying. We're saying it's time to take off the blinders. It's time to tell your white friend, your white family member, your white brother, your white sister, your white mother, your white father, that it's not okay to hate another race, that it's not okay to treat another race different, that it's not okay to be racist. It's not okay. It's not okay to kill someone because they don't look like you. It's not okay to kill someone because they won't do what you want them to do. 
And because of the color of their skin, because you feel like I should fear this person or because I don't want this person to feel like that I'm afraid of them, I take their life. It has to stop. And we're going to talk about it today. Again, I have Caleb with me. We're live right now. Caleb, welcome to this IG live. Thank you for being here. Um, and I just think it's time to talk about this. You know, as a as a black woman, what I saw last week troubled my spirit, like I said. And this week, as we watch the news and as we see what's happening around the world, we see the protesting. We see um, black, white, all races coming together, not only in all 50 states, but in other countries, you know, over in Germany, over in London, coming together, saying black lives matter. Finally, that's what I have to say. Finally, everybody's chanting black lives matter. Not saying other lives does not matter. That's not what we're saying. But our lives matter because we're the ones under attack right now. So we have to let it be known that our lives matter. And we need you to chant that with us. We need you to go ahead of us. We can't fix this problem because we didn't create it. But what we can do is bring awareness. And hopefully the white people that know this is wrong, go ahead of us, go before us and say this is wrong to your race and not even your race. It's one race, which is humanity. But to your classification, to say that's wrong, what we're doing is wrong. Um, but again, I, as she's wise, having a podcast, having this platform, it was necessary to have this conversation. You know, we're coaches. And so we're looked at as influencers in this world. And it's very important that people hear from us. You know, they look to us for inspiration, to be guided. But we're also human, too. And so we feel and I had this moment last week where I was like in this dark space. Um, I just couldn't get out of bed. Like after I watched the video of George Floyd being murdered, basically, because that's that's what it was. It was murder. I think it. I've never seen anything like that in my life except in a movie. You know, so for me, it was like surreal what I watched, what I witnessed that was so inhuman. And when I saw you, you were posting something and I just thought, Wow, I wonder how Caleb's feeling, you know, because you you had just posted something. And I just it just hit me, you know, as another black man. What does that look like for you? What is that fear? Because I have an 18 year old, old son that I have to talk to about when you encounter the cops, how you need to behave, how you need to respond. And I know it's not a conversation that white my white counterparts have to have with their children. They I talked to my boss earlier in the week, my supervisor, the company I work for. And we had this conversation. And when I talked to him about what I had to tell Jamari, he began to cry. He's a white man. And he thought, I've never, ever, ever had to tell my sons this. And I never even thought about the conversations a black man or woman would have to have with their own children. And so he just couldn't believe it. So I think it's not that everybody's racist. We're not saying that all white people aren't racist, but it's time for white people to take the blinders off and realize, hey, Tell your brother, your sister, your grandma, your granddaddy, your mom, your dad is wrong. You know, when these conversations are being had and you know they're not appropriate conversations to have about black people, speak up for us, say something, you know. So I want to just have this conversation because what I saw was inhuman. What I saw really like took my spirit to a very low place. And so I just wanted to have some dialogue with a male, a black male. Just to, let's talk about it and just how are you feeling right now? Yeah. Excuse me. So actually when it first like initially happened, um, I just so happened to be on like a social media fast. Like I that week of like and it was like really circulating 
that was like, just so happened to be the week that I was just like, you know, like I'm off of social media. I'm just focusing just on, on me, right? Yeah. Taking me time and work and God, and that's pretty much it. Um, so that's the space that I was in. And so, you know, honestly, whenever it happened and I was talking to friends and like, I logged back into my Facebook account and I just saw how viral it was. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't even watch the whole video. Like, mm. I just saw like the pictures and I was just like, it's sad to say, but it's, it's been, it's almost like normalized. Like, yes. I'm so like, I was just like, man, here we go. Like another one, you know, uh, Bob Arbery case, like just yes. happened not too yes. long ago. Yes. I mean, it's sad to say, but as a black man, sometimes like certain, when I see certain things, it doesn't surprise me. Yeah. I'm not like, like, mm. oh wow, like, you know, shot, but, um, it is an injustice. It is morally wrong. You know, I hate the fact that this man, you know, um, he died and in a sense was a martyr because it's brought so much light yeah. to the situation. And I think it's become one of those things where, you know, the way that I look at it, it's bigger, not saying that this case isn't anything, right? Like, I respect, like, what happened. Like, I said, I'm sorry, my heart goes out to this family. But I think for black people, it's an opportunity for all of us to finally, like, just let all the steam out, you know. Um, many of us have to go to work day to day and, and become a different person. Yes, you know, yes. We have to put on our work voice, our you know, work attire. Like we can't fully just be ourselves. You know, we have to be that professional and more perky and, and talking correct. You know, um, so it was. I feel like it's an opportunity for everybody to kind of just release just everything that we've been having to hold on to and just kind of have a conversation just amongst ourselves behind closed doors. Yeah, yeah. But to have such a, a public massacre like this take place, you know, over the past couple of weeks, just, you know, with, with different cases that have popped yeah. up, it's just like, okay, like, enough is enough, yeah. you know? And, and, and so I, I've seen that just as I did scroll through Facebook briefly before I was like, all right, I got to get off of this too. Yeah. Um, I just saw a lot of people just kind of like expressing their feelings you're talking about past history. Talk, I talked to some of my homeboys about events that their fathers had gone through and why their dad raised them the way that, you know, you know, he did. And certain things that my dad told me growing up about, you know, how to move and how to dress. Certain things my dad would allow me to do or yeah. wear out to school or in public, you know. Um, so it, it's, it's been, it's been um, an interesting uh, past couple of weeks. But honestly, I'm not, um, I'm not shaken by it. Yeah. You know, I, I am frustrated and disturbed, but I'm just like, okay, I, I've had my moment where it's, you know, like, yeah, you said, like, I don't even want to get out of bed. It's mm-hmm. just like, 2020, what's going on? You yeah, know, yeah. World, right? I think, I think for me, I watched the video. And because I watched that video, several things hit me. One, watching a man transition, you know, like to lie there and go from being alive to now I'm dead. And the person that's doing this to you is just, still on your neck, nine minutes, you know? So in the past, we see these murders and it's like a gunshot. You know, they're shot, they're dead, nobody's really suffering. But to watch him, it was inhuman. And then to watch the cops stand around and just do nothing about it. And, and the, the spectators are saying, he's not moving, he's not breathing. You know, he's foaming at the mouth, he's he's crying, he's asking for his mom. And to know that these are human beings standing out there and they did nothing as far as the other cops that could have said, hey, you know, get off of him. Like, no, no, like, let's move you off. Like, he's not being combative anymore. So for me, it was more the image that I had in my mind. And I was I was saying enough is enough. And I truly think that's why we have so many white people now joining with us before. We've never seen this before. This is like a this is a new history for me. This makes this week. I'm proud. You know, when, when this first happened, I was so hey, hey, love. I was so hurt because of what I saw. I couldn't believe what I was looking at. 
This week, I'm so proud because I believe the only way this will get better, and we have a long way to go, but I believe we're going now. Um, I do believe 2020 was a year of vision. I believe COVID-19 hit. It's horrible what happened, but we were in a place where we were being still. We had no distractions. So we had time today. Like they say, we had time today. We had time to watch what happened to George and get angry by it because not just us, but white people too saw this. Like, wait, that was a massacre. That wasn't just he feared for his life and he shot this man. This man wasn't being combative. He was on his stomach. He was in handcuffs. And he we watched him transition together in this video when it was ample opportunity to let this man live. And so I think white people who are who, who are not racist, that they're friends with you and I, they now see what we're talking about. Because I think a lot of times when you don't have to deal with it, you don't understand what you can't what you hadn't experienced. So I can tell you my experience all day, but until you actually witness it, it's a little different. So I think a lot of people witnessed that and they said, you know what? That was wrong. This is crazy. We have to say something. Um, we cannot let the luxury of being oblivious continue by, by just saying, oh, well, I don't know. or I'm not racist. I think you have to say something. And again, all white people are not racist. That's not what this platform is about. It's not to beat down on white people. That's not what I'm doing. What I am saying is it's time to stop being blinded by it. It's time to stop saying if it's not happening to my friends, my black friends, then I'm removed from it. It's time to get in the fight with us. And the only way it's going to get better is we didn't create this problem. So we can end this problem. We can bring awareness, but we need the white people who are not racist to go before us and say, hey, this is wrong. We need laws to change. And the only way that's going to change is we have to have a voice and we have to teach the white people who aren't racist how to have a voice with us. So that's that's kind of where I am with it. Um, the, the systemic, you know, oppression that has been here. And you, what you said a few minutes ago touched me when you said as a black man, I'm not even shocked anymore. As a black man, I'm not really even moved by it anymore. As a black man, I've normalized this behavior. And what's sad about that is I think we all have because they, they're not just killing black men anymore. They're killing black people in general. They're kill, killing us black women as well. And I think what we normalized for so long, how you said we have to go into the workplace and we have to work a little harder. We have to be a little nicer. We have to go over and beyond for less pay because it's just been normalized. And because we've normalized that so much has gotten, they've gotten away with so much. And now it's like no more. Like I'm not normalizing anything else. And I'm going to speak up now. And what we have to make clear is we weren't created to be slaves. It's almost like when white people talk, white people, we don't need you to feel sorry for us. We're not asking you to feel sorry for us. We just want you to take a stand and say what's right and what's morally right and what's wrong. You know what I'm saying? So that's what we need. We don't need you to feel. We don't want you to feel sorry for us. We weren't created to be slaves. We were enslaved. That's a difference. We were brought here against our will to be slaves. God created us all equal. So the inequality and the injustice that we see is not, oh, we're asking for a certain privilege or we're asking to be on your level. You were never supposed to reign above us anyways. We are equal in God's eye. And that's all yeah. we're asking to be. Treated like human yeah. beings. That's all we're asking. Yeah. 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 It's, it's one of those things where it's like it's perspective. Because I've had this conversation with several of my white friends lately. Yeah. And um, just really trying to talk and just get my point across. Like, okay, this is what I'm going through without, like, you trying to give me an example. But this person. Yeah. Yeah. I have black friends. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just like, like, no, just hear me, hear my perspective. So 
so that way I can just hear yours. But I think it's so hard um, because oftentimes we don't we don't really listen to people to get an understanding. Yeah. You know, I heard someone say we listen so we can just respond. Yeah. You know, and just give a rebuttal. And so, and I'm not one to argue and try and like push. If somebody's not trying to get an understanding or really see, I'm not one to just go back and forth. Right. Just senseless conversation. Like if you if you want to learn, if you want to hear what I see and I go through it the skin day, hey, let's have a talk. Yes. You may not fully be able to understand, but at least be able to empathize. Yes. And say, you know what? Like, yeah, that is wrong. That is sad. And you know, and, and like you said, it sucks that I had to take this event being you know videotaped, and then like you said, you know. People seeing the transition from him, like, you know, no longer being combative, you know, like, okay, I can't breathe from you yeah. until, like, see your disease. It's just like, okay, like, and so part of me is like, but why did it have to get to this point? We've known this stuff and talk about it all the time, but, like, it's like crying wolf, and I'm trying to, yeah. you know, there's a wolf, there's a wolf, there's a wolf, and now that it was videotaped, now you can see me, yeah. been talking about this, you know, so... That's why I said for me, like, I hate that I felt that way, like, it's normalized, but it's just one of those things that just, like, I saw it for what it was, but I'm glad that it has bring and it, it brought up so many different conversations like yeah. this, and more people are being vocal about it, um, but now I think it's time for people to take action, yeah. you know, yeah, 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 yeah. like, what can I do day to day to, to be um, just a morally sound person, you know? Um, I noticed now when I go out to like the grocery store and the <laughs> places, like people are extra nice. Extra, I'm getting that too. Overly nice. Yeah. I'm getting that too. Yeah. It's and it's funny because I'm like, it's overly nice, or you don't have to be that nice. But it's like, why weren't you this nice anyways? Not not the overly part, but I get I get that too. And I get I want to say this. I know it's difficult for white people that are not racist that do not feel the way. Um, that a lot of other white people do feel about black people. So don't get me wrong. And I think a lot of times they just don't know what to say because they don't want to say the wrong thing because we have, as black people, we have to be care careful. Sorry, guys. We have to be careful too, that they don't understand. And because they don't understand, they may say something the wrong way. And then we give them a hard time when they don't say it the right way. And it's not for us to attack them. It's for, like you said, it's for us to educate them. So yeah. we have to be careful. It's like we want you guys to say something. We want you to stand up with us. But as soon as they make a comment that we don't feel like it was what we wanted them to say or how we want them to say it, then we're in their comments saying, nope, you said X, Y, Z. And they're like, damned if I do and damned if I don't type situation. And we don't want to make you, them feel that way either. So it's about educating each other. It's about caring enough to, like you said, listen and not listen to respond but to truly listen to understand what we're dealing with, you know, how the judicial system is completely different. It's just obvious. Like if I go in a store and I steal something, I may, I may get probation. Right. But if a white woman go in a store and steal something, they'll probably just call her parents or somebody come pick her up or give her a warning. So it's, it's, in, it's inequality, it's police brutality and it's um, systematic oppression. Like it's all of these things that we have been dealing with 400 years now. And I think right now we're just tired. And I think not that George Floyd situation is the only one because there's so many more stories. Like you said, why did it just take this one? I think this is the straw that broke the camel's back. I think this was the one that we saw, the whole world saw, everybody saw that you couldn't escape this one. You couldn't explain this one. You couldn't explain fearing for your life because this man was not doing anything for you to be afraid of in that moment. And then we saw it on tape completely we it wasn't oh he got to the hospital and he passed away we watched that man die with your knee still in his neck 
So it's no explaining yeah. that. Like the murderer stayed at the scene type situation, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah. To me, that's demonic. To me, that was evil. Um, and I just think that's why we see this uproar now. That's why we see more people coming together. But I do believe with everything in me, Caleb, that if COVID-19 didn't hit and this had happened in a time where we were just thriving and flourishing and just living our best summers right now, we would be on to the next thing already. Just like you said, it'd be up oh, another black man dead on to the next. But we had time. We have we've been in the house. It's nowhere really to go. People had time. And I think the time is now. I think the time is right now to rally together, to come together. And the good will outweigh the bad. And I think if we keep having this type of dialogue, these kind of conversations, we want you guys to comment too. tell us how you're feeling. White, black, green, purple. We don't care. We just want everybody to feel equal. We want to be able to say like, OK, those two coaches came on and they gave us a platform to talk about our feelings because that's where it starts. Everybody being comfortable because it's going to be an uncomfortable conversation, especially when it's a black and white person. But we need to get there. We need to have these conversations. It's necessary. Yeah. Yeah. And actually, after this, I'm going live on my Facebook with uh, some friends from high school, um, a white gentleman and a white gentleman. Okay. Um, so it's going to be an interesting conversation after this. I'm trying to put the link in my bio. Okay. Yeah, I think it's just being able to unplug yep. emotionally and just communicate what's going on yeah and again just really having that one-on-one opportunity where somebody can just listen to you and hear your heart and understand what's going on and understand that it's morally wrong yes. and on the flip side too like i love the energy that's being put out i yeah. love how vocal we are about the issues that are going on um within our community and how many people have come together and i but at the same time Mm-hmm. I also want to see people do this within their own communities outside of the police. Yeah. Of like, um, you know, mass media. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see what you're saying. Yeah. We have to be self-responsible for when the police do something wrong to speak up, regardless of what media is doing. Yeah, and yeah. And also when it's our, our own hand, when I see brothers killing themselves, you know, regardless, I had, a, you know, on my last live I did on Facebook, I brought that topic up. Somebody wrote in, but that black man is going to jail for what he did. It's not about, I don't care nothing about the justice system per se, as a believer, it's morally wrong. Yeah. It's murder, whether it's by a police officer or, or it's murder, whether it's by another young black brother, you know? So that's where my problem is. It's like, okay, we have this energy now, but in Chicago or different, but even my hometown of Pensacola, there's been so many shootings and murders that have taken place, regardless if they're solved or not, like, I, that is a problem. Yeah. I'm tired of seeing people die, period, yeah. you know? Yeah. And so it's like, I, I do get this. I'm with this. I'm yeah. for that. Like, but at the same time, I think we have to be accountable, you know? And we have to speak up for those things, too. We have to rally together and say, stop, you know, stop the gun violence yeah. in our community, yeah. you know? So that, I'm hoping that's the direction that we move forward. And like I said earlier, like, I, I'm about action. Mm-hmm. It's solution. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, it, it's easy for this to become a topic that's just, it's popular. We can just have conversations about it. But day to day, what are you doing? What are we doing? Yeah. Change? I agree. Um, and, and also, I listened to something yesterday. Um, it was funny, yeah, since you were talking about the way that we think. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that was so powerful to me because that's how I was brought up. I grew up, I grew up um, where I was necessarily um, immediately immersed within my black community. I went to private school yeah. in the suburb area. So, in, in a way, I kind of feel like um, Moses had said. So, like, 
in, in my youth from like four years old to sixth grade, I was a part of white culture. I was the minority all the time. So I was familiar with the way white culture worked. I didn't really look at myself any different in the fact that like, oh, I'm a black boy, this and that, just go to school. But when my parents put me into the public school system, that's when I realized like, okay, something's, I'm different in a way because I, I had my black counterparts talking about me because the way that I talk, like, oh, you talk white, this and that. So I realized yeah. part of it, I can't necessarily um, understand. I don't. I don't have a lot of problems and issues where I've been pulled over by the police and been harassed. But I can empathize with those brothers who do go through that because I do understand as a black man. But at the same time, I also do see the other side as well and their concerns and their perspective. You know, and I think it it takes to really have growth and maturing within ourselves. We have to be able to do that. Because naturally, we're just selfish, and when these conversations come up, we only want to talk about how we feel and how it affects us, Yeah. you know, but being able to comfortably be able to communicate with both sides, yeah. or at least try to yeah. perspective. But I think, too, the age, um, it's the age that we're in. So your generation and this generation right now, we're kind of coming out of it. You, they, they're not really, it's like, they don't see, co- they see color, but it doesn't matter. Yeah. But the, the, the cop. His age, like if you were born like in the 1960s in that era, you still have some people that were taught to hate, you know, black people that they're not extent yet. Eventually, we won't see as much as this because we are seeing the younger generation saying, hey, this is wrong. Like I'm seeing a lot of videos where it's kids, my kids age, you know, 14, 15, 16, saying to their mom and their dads, you're racist. I mean, they're putting them on blast like mom, you're racist. Dad, you're racist. Like. They're putting these videos out. So I think from where you came in your generation, it wasn't like it was before. And what we're encountering is some of these older police officers who were taught to hate black people and they're still exercising that belief. So it's a heart thing, too. You know, it's you know, if you're taught to. Yes. If you're taught to hate someone and you just go through life hating them just because you were taught to, you can unlearn bad behaviors if you really wanted to. But again, we don't have enough of this dialogue. We don't have anybody telling you you're wrong. And we can't tell a white racist person you're wrong and they care. But someone of their counterparts can come and say, hey, that was wrong How what we were taught. We shouldn't be doing this. And then it'll have a greater effect. That's why I think it's important for the white people to try to fix this problem. And we come alongside you and educate you on how you're making us feel and how this is not right. But at the end of the day, we didn't create this problem. You guys created this fear. And I get all, I'm not saying every situation we're right in. Sometimes we're wrong in certain situations and, and we cause things on ourselves. But at the end of the day, the treatment that black people get versus what white people get doing the same exact thing is completely different. I think V just said something. She said she's Middle Eastern and she experienced hate too all the time. And that's the thing. If you're a minority, we're considered inadequate, inferior. And that's just so far from the truth. We all are amazing human beings who are put here to do amazing things. We all have a purpose. And if we work together, this world could be an amazing place. But we have to get rid of those people who were taught hate. We have to come together and say, hey, we're not going to allow you guys to keep doing this and get away with it. And I think that's where your generation comes in, the generation right now and the generation after this generation comes in. Because again, in the 60s, that those they still exist and they're still out there. And they just don't like seeing 
where this world is going. They don't like seeing black people in power and of influence. And so they're freaked out by that. They're shaken by it. So I don't I don't believe without a doubt in me that every black person that's been murdered by police, they had the right to do that. They feared for their life. No, they did it because of how they were taught, how they were raised is a hard thing. That's what I believe. And we can't change the heart of a person, but we have to just come together and pray and call them out because a lot of them hide. I, I saw, I know you have to go to your next call, um, but I saw something and it was profound. It said, the reason we don't see KKKs getting arrested or, you know, we don't really see that anymore. is because they are, they are the police. Like they are the cops. And that just kind of hit me like, wow, can you imagine the people that, we have policing or us are really in a KKK somewhere. So after they take this uniform off, they go somewhere else to meet about how much they hate black people. And we may have to encounter that person one day. And I believe that's what we're encountering. And so we have to raise our boys and girls that look like us to get into law enforcement, to get to be a prosecutor, to do these, to be a lawyer, to be a judge. So we can have people that look like us have representation in higher places that can help change these laws and just help better the world. Yeah, and, and, and the last thing you know that I want to say that I think is ultimately the most important thing, and this is something I had a conversation with about uh, one of my homeboys the other day. I was like, you know, man, the one thing that that's really bothered me the most is just because I don't know George Floyd, and I'm like, man, like I'm wondering where his where his stand was with God. Yep. Did, where was this relationship? Did he know Jesus? Yeah. Like Brandon, like he's dead and gone, but that's the one thing that bothers me the most. And and you know, we said heart condition. That is the that's the, the ultimate root of everything that's going on. <laughs> yeah. It, it's good versus evil. This has been going on for centuries, yep. since the beginning of time. The world's gonna always be the world, but I want to encourage everybody that's tuned in and listen to just know if if God calls you home today, for whatever reason, just know where you're going and just be a light in this world. Yeah. Because if we can allow Jesus Christ to come in and to renew our hearts and we can go out and be a light in the world, then we can be a reflection to those that look like us and those that don't. Yeah. Because who we lose inside of us is the light, not ourselves, not what we think, not we are trying to be our own God and what's good and what's wrong. Yes. But, you know, allow God to, to lead us and we lead in the world that way. That's how we really make an impact. Yeah. You know? And it, it's tough sometimes to kind of have this conversation with people, especially some people who are just totally yeah, don't believe yeah, in God or not yeah. spiritual. Um, because the world is, in my eyes, the world is always going to be the world. You know, if race, racism was an issue, there would be some other form of prejudice. Mm -hmm. Oh, absolutely. The Bible tells us this yeah. is the devil's playground. This is, this is going to all come to an end one day. Yeah. You know, but we do have to do our part. Like you said, having these conversations and shedding light yeah. on issues, that is what we're called to do as believers and go out and still walk in love yeah. every single day yeah. and make an impact wherever we can. I love that, Caleb. That's so true. That's so true. Um, and that's why I wanted to do this, because it's so important not to get away from love, like love wins. And so, like you said, there's going to be bad and good always. It's going to always be evil. We do know that. I think we're in a good place right now. And I think God is like saying, finally, finally, because this is what I've been needing you guys to do all along. Rally together and know it's not going to always we're not going to always get it right. And like you said, it's going to always be something happening. But finally, we're rallying together like never before. What I'm seeing right now, we've never seen before. Um, never seen this before. So I completely agree. I, I believe that if you are a believer, because I am too, that is so important to do heart checks. I always do them. Um, it's easy to, to get in this thing where you feel like, oh, I just 
I'm just mad at all white people. No, no, no. That's not what we're wanting you to do. We're just wanting you to, to educate them, educate them, help them understand better because they just may not know. And again, allow them to comment, allow them to try to help. And if you don't like something that someone is saying, just send them a little message, you know, and say, hey, you know, but we don't have to cancel everybody. Um, and if you do need to get rid of some people that you feel like, hey, I just see you for who you are. You should be doing that anyways. Do that. It's all about keeping good energy and good vibes around you, no matter your race. And it's also about calling out things when you see that they're morally wrong, regardless of your race as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just, it's just having the conversation, yeah. speaking up, you know. Um, and and I'm thankful that this past weekend I was able to do that a little bit. Um, you know, with with one of my white friends, and some yeah. things she just honestly did not know, yeah, understand. And sometimes I, I would catch her like bring it up, like, but this person, or but what about? I'm like, look, no. The the point is, of both of us having this conversation is to see a perspective. Like, yeah. none of us will truly ever know what we've seen, experienced, or gone through. Like, I even with you, like, there's yeah. some things that you've gone through and things that yeah. I never know about. Right, exactly. You know? That's true. But you can express those to me, and I can empathize with you as much as I possibly right. can. And so it, it was good that, you know, we were able to, and I told her about that until she realized, she's like, wow, you know, and I just think that's something that we all do, but just more conversation and, and more exposure. You yes. Know, I think we have to be willing yes. to step outside of our comfort zones more because if we just do the same things all day, every day, we always stay amongst our communities. We never like trying to think new yeah. on both sides. Yeah. Then this, we'll never bridge the gap because we all go back to our black communities, yeah. our white communities, our Asian communities. So when do we ever intermingle? I even noticed, like, even after high school, like, in high school, like, yeah, with uh, with my generation and being integrated, like, I was around a lot of, like, my white friends, my black friends, like, just a whole mix of people. Yeah. But now that just um, in my day-to-day life as an adult, it's rare that I, I really intermingle with someone outside of my own race. Yeah. If it's not through business or, but never through, like, leisure time. That's true. It's a kid, like, here and there. So it's like... Where and how do we bridge the gap? Where do we meet to have conversations? Who, you know? So yeah. I don't know if we need to start an app. Like I know. Let's 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 brainstorm on that. I like that idea. You're yeah. right. You're right. Yeah, I think that's the next like piece to like that. So we're encouraging people to talk. Like I think social media is great. Like people are posting their mm-hmm. feelings and their emotions, but you can't really read it. Yeah. Right? Versus like when, when you, I can read yes. the energy right yes. now. So yes. Or like we have a video call. Just whatever. Like, I think it needs more of this versus just making a post on Instagram or Facebook, just yeah. feeling out your emotions. But like, no, let's let's really have a open yes. conversation right now. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes, you know, I encourage you know the black people that are listening to this. Sometimes you might have to be that bigger person, and I know many of us are tired of like, and I'm tired of like having to do this or that. But again, not talking from a card of mine, but as our mind, as a believer, that's how we we make change. We're yeah. supposed to go the extra mile with people. They ask me to go one, go two with them. You know, it's, it, it, it's, it's a different mindset, but I, I get both sides. It, it's tough, but I'm trying to, you know, keep myself rooted so I don't get caught in my flesh and get angry and bitter. after have to remind myself of who is my source. It's yeah. I depend on day to yeah. day. It's not that I go out and I depend on a white man or a black man. I depend on God to open and close doors for me day to day. So, God, how have you called me to lead? How should I handle this situation? Mm-hmm. What can I do? No, I'm tired of being a bigger person. I'm tired of having to always, you know, make other people feel comfortable. Well, God, show me a way in my Guys, you were just listening to myself and Caleb Curl have this amazing dynamic dialogue about Black Lives Matter, about um all of the um 
conversations that are being had right now about George Floyd. And it seems as if Caleb and I got cut off in the ending of his um, last comment. But Caleb was basically saying, making sure that he's been who he needs to be in the eyes of Christ, who God has called him to be by maybe sometimes going the extra mile if that's necessary to help other people understand. So I just want to thank Caleb for being on the show. Uh, We did go live on Instagram. This was the first time I've ever done that. And so I do apologize for him ending abruptly, but this was a great conversation. We can't talk about this enough and I want to continue the conversation. And for myself, I'm just so glad that I was able to talk about this. I know we got passionate. And again, my platform is not to beat up on any race. My platform is just to speak my truth. My platform is to help other people understand one another and, and respect different perspectives. And also I must, must, must um, do this show in honor of George Floyd because I do truly believe that what happened to George was the straw that broke the camel's back and is bringing this world together like never before. And I just want to end this with what his daughter said. My daddy changed the world. And I will say, yes, he did, sweetie. Your daddy changed the world. You have now listened to another episode of She's Wise Podcast, where I'm your host, Life Coach Daquana Wise, and I look forward to doing another episode with you on next Thursday. You guys have a blessed, blessed rest of your week and a safe weekend. Thank you for listening to another episode of She's Wise with your host, Life Coach Daquana Wise. We hope you enjoyed today's topic. Be sure to subscribe, click, and share us on your YouTube channel. If you'd like to be a future guest or send a comment to She's Wise, contact us on Instagram at Wise. Until next time, believe in yourself and you will be unstoppable. They told you that you couldn't do it because you washed up. Ain't like them bad girls said you should get your salsa. But I got this plan and you might not understand I'ma go hard as I can And I'm gonna be the boss of it Just watch me do this, put no limits, only swag on it Walk right up to the front where I belong and brag on it Go to the top, I'ma give it all I got Might take a lot, but we ain't gonna never stop I do believe I'm something special Can't take that from me So you can say what you want